Manola Morales in the flesh. Hi, Sarah. <laughs> I'm Sarah Wyman. You hear my voice on this podcast sometimes. And I am Manola Morales. And you also hear me sometimes in the podcast. It's kind of like you're taking me to the airport. <laughs> it feels like I'm taking you to the airport. But today, you're going to hear us together in the same place, which was kind of an unusual and exciting event for both of us. So where where are we right now? So we are in San Diego, and we are at a parking lot. And today, I'm about to go to Tijuana. I am crossing the border. <laughs> An international adventure. We're going to a place called Friendship Park, El Parque de la Amistad. It's actually between the U.S. and Mexico border, in between two fences. Families who were separated by the border used to be able to come here and pressed up on either side of these metal bars along the Mexican side of the border, they could see their families and spend time together without actually having to cross the border and go through customs. The park has been closed since 2020 and families cannot meet face-to-face anymore. But there is a weekly outdoor church service that takes place every Sunday. It is a binational service, which means that there's a pastor on the Mexican side and a pastor on the American side. And today, there is also going to be a reporter on the American side. And there's going to be a reporter on the Mexican side. Got your passport? Got my passport, my equipment, charger just in case I need it, but (laughs) I hope I don't. Um, And I'm good to go. Okay. I'll see you. I'm going to Mexico, but I'll see you in a couple of hours. This is Atlas Obscura. More after this. Okay. If you're looking for a place where the wide open skies and the towering mountains inspire you to find an untapped part of yourself, you might want to take a trip to Wyoming. It's a place where bold, curious spirits forge their own way on all types of adventures. There is no shortage of iconic, expansive landscapes out there. You can discover breathtaking hikes, stunning state parks, authentic Western culture, and other historic sites, along with the tales of famous outlaws like Butch Cassidy and pioneers like Buffalo Bill Cody. The truth lies West. Discover yours at TravelWyoming.com. There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home. To move closer to family, live within a smaller budget, or just wanting a change of scenery. Whatever your reasons, having to figure out all the various housing market trends in your area may not be what you signed up for. That's where an agent who is a Realtor comes in. Realtors have the expertise to help you find the right price and navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you. That's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Crossing the border to Mexico was pretty simple. I want to say it took me about less than five minutes. I did not have to show my passport, uh, ID, nothing. Once I got to Mexico, oh, I knew I was in Mexico right away because I heard the Mexican music that I know that my parents play at home. Um, I heard rancheras, I heard 
you know, people singing in Spanish. I heard it in the cars. And there were people selling, you know, tacos, tamales. So after that, I walked to a pharmacy's parking lot. And there I met Javier. He's a 67-year-old man who volunteers for the weekly church service. He's like, Manolo? I'm like, Javier? So he's like, okay, let's get in the car. He speeds all the way to the park. <laughs> when I'm talking about speed, he speeds. We were talking a little bit like back and forth, like, oh, he's asking me where I'm from. I ask him where he's from. Javier was born in Tijuana, and growing up, he would ride his bike back and forth between this country and California without showing any type of documentation. The fences you see here today didn't exist when he was just a kid. Javier did live in the U.S. for quite a while, and his family still lives in the U.S., but in 2019, he was deported. Ya no arreglamos. ¿Y cuándo le deportaron? Hace tres años. Tres años. And some even carrying their pets on wagons. There were also street performers, and there were a lot of vendors selling street food chicharrones, churros, tacos, quesadillas you name it, it was all there. Javier started taking out chairs from a truck. He started to line them up, put up a tent, and he was doing this all with the help of volunteers. In the meantime, I decided to get a closer look at the fence that separates the U.S. and Mexico. This fence literally looked like an artwork. There were murals, messages on it. There were names, hearts, families. It looked like a collage. As I was standing there, I thought about my own family. Some of my family is undocumented. My grandmother actually passed away a few months ago. She was living in Mexico. Some folks in my family had not even seen her for almost 20 years. They couldn't be physically with her. They couldn't hug her one last time or give her a kiss. It was really bittersweet to be standing in front of this fence because I've been hearing about it all my entire life. And I know that this is a symbol of pain and separation but it was also beautiful to see it. I wasn't expecting this feeling. So at some point around this time, I get a text from Manolo that basically says, Sarah, it is a community here. 
I am in the middle of a two mile hike to the US side of the border. You can't park closer to the border than that on the US side because it's in a state park. So I am in the process of getting extremely sunburned, trying to shield the mic from some intense wind and also avoiding rattlesnakes that are lying across the path. Keep an eye out. Oh, watch out, watch out, watch out, watch out. That's Seth Clark. He's a pastor for the Border Church. And he also saved me from getting bitten by a rattlesnake. And there's one in there. Mm, exciting stuff. All right. Um, 45 minutes later, as the two of us approached the U.S. side of the border, I started to get the sense that we were missing out on something. I could not see the community that Manolo had texted me about, but I could hear it. <laughs> yeah, you can hear the music. Yeah. If you get close enough, you can start to smell the food. Yeah, I can smell churros and I smell roasted um, barbecued shrimp and tacos, of course. This is where I should explain that there isn't actually one border dividing the two countries here. There's a fence along the U.S. border, and then a couple of dozen feet further south, another fence that the U.S. built alongside Mexico. In between is this dusty no-man's land that used to be Friendship Park, a binational piece of land between the borders. But Friendship Park has been closed since the start of the pandemic. So Seth and I were stuck on the outside. It does feel a little bit like attending a party you weren't invited to, you know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Our mommy told you you couldn't go in. <laughs> Friendship Park wasn't supposed to be this way. It was created back in the 1970s, actually under a Republican administration. Wednesday, the trip's final stop, Border Field, where Mexico and California meet the Pacific Ocean. Pat Nixon, the first lady, came to the grand opening of Friendship Park and planted a tree of friendship to symbolize all the goodwill between the U.S. and Mexico. A fence separates the good neighbors, and the first lady is disturbed by it. And she said, may there never be a wall between these two great nations. I do hope that this will be a common beach, because we're such good friends with Mexico. We, I don't think we need a border. But a stronger fence was built here in 1989. And over the years, more fences have been added. They've gotten progressively bigger and more intense. They're made out of steel bars now instead of mesh. And Seth says he's also seen the Border Patrol presence increase on the U.S. side. We've had to shut down the service, like in the middle of the service, because an immigrant came over and came over the wall and the Border Patrol kind of makes makes a big to-do about it. Uh, we've had um, we've had others, you know, just kind of ask us to leave and things like that. So it's uh I stood on my tiptoes to try and get a better look at the park, or what used to be the park. Before it closed, Friendship Park had a bench you could sit on, pathways and flowers. Only people from the American side could enter the park, but when they did, they could walk all the way up to the fence along the Mexican border. Families could touch through the fence and have conversations. But in 2020, U.S. Customs and Border Protection cut off access to the garden, first temporarily. At the time, it said it was because it didn't have enough staff to manage it because of COVID. 
But the same year, at least one San Diego Border Patrol agent actually came in with a bulldozer and demolished the Binational Garden. Border Patrol has since issued a public apology. They said the bulldozing was not authorized, and they allowed the Friends of Friendship Park organization to come and replant some of the garden, though people still aren't allowed inside it. Seth told me sometimes they have people show up who still haven't heard that the park is closed. This, uh, about three weeks ago, you know, uh, uh, a man came down from Seattle to see Grandma, and maybe for the last time, and uh, it didn't happen because Friendship Park wasn't open. So that man drove all the way from Seattle. Yeah. Only to find that he couldn't see his grandmother? Yeah, so there's this spot, you know, about 200 yards away that I bet he was able to kind of like peek and and squint his eyes and wave. See the shape of her? Yeah, kind of see her shadow basically. But that's really it. You know, we've seen people say goodbye to their family members through that fence because someone's dying. We've seen family members say hello to a new child or grandchild. You know, you, you, your first time you ever lay eyes on, on your own child might be through that fence. Right. Seth and I started to set up for the church service on a concrete wall. A Border Patrol agent in a white truck parked between us and the border fence, just keeping an eye on things. Over the course of an hour, maybe about 50 people gathered on the Mexico side for the church service. Mi nombre es Gabriela. Including a woman named Gabriela and her four children. One rode a scooter, another one was saying hi to everyone. Cada domingo pues venimos aquí a la iglesia fronteriza con la esperanza de que un día lleguen a abrir They come every Sunday because Gabriela hopes to see her mom, who lives in Nevada. We're not using Gabriela's last name due to concerns about her safety. A few years ago, Gabriela, her six kids, and her husband moved to Tijuana after her husband got a new job. Six months ago, her husband and two oldest children were murdered. She's now seeking asylum in the U.S., and while she's waiting to hear back, she comes to this church service. Coming here gives her this sense of peace. It's a place where her kids can feel part of a community. This is a place where Gabriela doesn't have to worry or bottle up all her feelings. Do you hear the, like, PA? Yeah, so that's the church. Oh, wow! So we'll be able to hear them. Hopefully it's windy today, so it'll be a little harder. But hopefully we'll be able to hear, hear them. Seth, on the U.S. side, he pulled out an iPad and set it up and called into Zoom. Hey, can you guys hear me? Can I interrupt? No, oh, I don't. The connection's bad. Other members of the Border Church community were tuning in to listen to the service via Zoom. And then Seth pulled out of his backpack this um, Ziploc bag containing a single tortilla, which was going to be our communion for the service. Hey, can you guys hear me? We had tents set up 
on the Mexican side. We had chairs, the speakers, a television that I don't think was working. Um, and there was even someone that was filming the entire service. We had the full-on event going on in the Mexican side. Uh, very welcome at the cloud. Uh, we have uh, some delay today, but uh, we are going to start in five minutes. Vamos a empezar en cinco minutos. No se me vayan. Seth's cell phone rang, and it was Guillermo calling from the Mexican side. Pastor Seth, are you there? Sí, estoy aquí. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? The two of them started conducting the service together at the same time. He conquered through love. I mean, we were hearing everything that Seth was saying twice, which I think made it kind of hit home and sink in in a different way. It's like his words were being underlined by the echo that was coming back across the border. Sometimes I pray that the reign of God will come to this place. The border and its infernal walls make us cry to God. Save us. We ask that God would make this place like heaven. Cada semana, alabamos a Dios mientras esperamos. And there was a musician who was uh, playing music with his guitar. We could hear the acoustic guitar on our side. It was really peaceful and meditative. But there were also these moments where suddenly you'd be jarred out of that reverie and reminded where you were. Like at one point, this helicopter showed up and started circling right above us. There were also some technical difficulties. I just got hung up on. I don't know if that was on purpose. We were about done. The service wasn't over. Seth gestured for me to follow him, and we started walking along the wall, away from the ocean. We all got up from the chairs we'd been sitting on. We followed Gabriela and her kids past the tent and the TV and the speakers, and we walked towards the fence along the border. Javier was standing next to me. He leaned onto the fence as if he was praying over it. So I just heard Guillermo say it, but where are we going? We're going to the garden on, on that side, on the southern side. There's the binational garden, and it used to be on this side too, but they're not letting anyone maintain it. But here there's not the mesh, so we can see each other and wave, and at least say hi. Hola! 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 Gusto verlos! Hosanna! Hosanna! Seth and I climbed up on a small concrete wall. I was trying to spot Manolo in the distance, but it was too hard to see through the fence. I could see silhouettes of people on the other side of the border, but it was hard to make out any faces. Okay. Here, here we make our confession. We have not done what is right. As individuals, as individuals, 
as families, as societies and nations. We have failed to call you our king. So we ask for your forgiveness. And let us raise our hands to the sky. Around me, all 50 of us raised our arms. We pointed our pinkies towards the sky. People on their way to the beach stopped. And they were watching what we were doing. I was standing next to Seth. I raised my arm without really thinking about it. I remember looking at my hand and seeing it silhouetted against the blue sky and faintly through the fence being able to see that there were people on the Mexican side doing the same thing, kind of reaching towards us. We see only one sky above us. The border does not stop the sky or the clouds in it. Amen. Amen. And let us pass to each other a sign of peace. The pinky kiss. If I were at the wall, I would touch your finger and pass Christ's peace to you. But here I do it from afar. Paz de Cristo. Peace of Christ. On our side of the border, Gabriela's children started a line of people touching their pinkies together, just like a pinky promise. No one remembers who started this tradition, but back when Friendship Park was open, it was the easiest way to reach through the tiny openings in the fence. We didn't know each other. That moment felt like it brought us together. And from a distance, I saw Sarah. Mi compañera ahí está. Es la de la... Amarillo, que tiene una cosa amarilla. Sí. Ah, la ve. I'm waving to Manolo. I can see him. Bueno, de la misma manera, podemos empezar a caminar. Y como dice nuestro pastor John Fanestil, cuando tiene que desplazar americano, nosotros nos vamos, pero la fiesta continúa en México. Un saludo, pastor. Sé que nos estás viendo por ahí. Nos vemos el próximo domingo. Dios les bendice. When we visited, Manolo and I were told that Friendship Park was closed indefinitely. Border Patrol hadn't said when they were going to open it again, but everybody kind of hoped and assumed that they would at some point. But in July, U.S. Customs and Border Protection announced that the Biden administration was going to continue Trump's plan to build a 30-foot wall along this part of the border. It would have cut off access to the park permanently. That plan, though, was met with a lot of resistance. 
including from 15 members of Congress, 160 faith leaders, and 80 community-based organizations. As of this recording, Customs and Border Protection has said it will pause construction to engage with the community. The agency did not get back to us to answer questions for this story. In the meantime, access to Friendship Park is still closed. But Guillermo and Seth say they're going to continue to do the service every Sunday. And until they're able to meet at the fence again, they'll stand on either side of the border, arms stretched out for the pinky kiss. We have a lot of people to thank this week. Guillermo Navarrete, Seth Clark, Maria Teresa Fernandez, John Fanestiel, and all the migrants and people who share their story with us. Muchas, muchas gracias. This podcast is a co-production of Atlas Obscura and Witness Docs. This episode was edited by Tracy Samuelson. Our production team includes Dylan Therese, Doug Baldinger, Chris Naka, Camille Stanley, Willis Ryder Arnold, Baudelaire Seuss, Gianna Palmer, John Delore, Casey Holford. This episode was mixed by Luce Fleming. Our theme and end credit music is by Sam Tyndall. I'm Anula Morales. I'm Sarah Wyman. Hasta luego. Witness Docs from Stitcher. The world isn't wide enough for those with an insatiable desire for discovery. The all-new 2024 Lincoln Nautilus Hybrid SUV offers the power and freedom to explore further and deeper than ever before. Intuitive, smart features ensure they are always connected to the road ahead. Inside, a thoughtfully designed cabin immerses you in a universe that is all your own. The larger-than-life panoramic display spans the entire width of the cabin. It's customizable and interactive. Drivers can even personalize their backgrounds with a series of nature-inspired themes. This vehicle signals the arrival of an exciting new chapter for Lincoln. Discover more about the 2024 Lincoln Nautilus at Lincoln.com. There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home. To move closer to family, live within a smaller budget, or just wanting a change of scenery. Whatever your reasons, having to figure out all the various housing market trends in your area may not be what you signed up for. That's where an agent who is a Realtor comes in. Realtors have the expertise to help you find the right price and navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you. That's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors.